0: Welcome to Victory Church. Today is our worship service number 166 since we started the church, December 1st, 2019. We are about to sing our songs to the good Lord, so I invite you, please, stand up. Stand up, and Tracy is going to get ready for this. As we pray, dear God, we thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy, and life. In the name of Jesus, receive the songs that we have for you today, Lord. We are going to sing to you with all our hearts. Jesus' name. Amen.
1: in your life. for gonna stand up step out when you call jesus jesus i'm gonna sing and shout and shake the walls i won't stop until i see you fall gonna stand up step out when you call jesus
0: Father, we worship you, Lord. And we are so grateful, Lord, that you are here in this place, Lord, that you listen to our prayers, Father. I would like to invite everybody, this is a good time to talk to God. Close your eyes and talk to him. Go ahead and ask him what you need. He hears your prayer. Don't be afraid, just tell him, Tell him what is what you need. The Lord is listening to you. He is your loving Father.
2: on going talk to him
0: and as we worship him a fresh portion of the Holy Spirit is coming down from heaven to renew your strength lift up your hands receive the the new strength that the Lord has for you today just lift up your hands and receive from God every good gift he wants to give you today Here in this place, receive the strength that you need, receive the healing you need in the name
2: of Jesus. Yes, Lord, there is nothing worth more that could ever come close, nothing can compare your heart, living, oh, your presence, Lord your presence Lord yes Lord I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves, where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone here Father in your presence here, Lord. Come down, Holy Spirit, come down. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be all Lord, your presence, Lord, let us become more aware of your presence, let us experience the glory of your goodness. more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness your presence lord healing us healing
0: us receive that healing my brother my sister receive that healing in your body right now receive the strength that you need Receive the forgiveness. You are blessed. You are blessed in His presence. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We love you, Lord. You are amazing, Lord God. Thank you. In Jesus' name. For our viewers, if you are interested in making a contribution to our church, you can go to the website vchurch.us and look for the tab Give online. And I thank you, church members, that you are doing that online. And uh, it is wonderful to, to know that. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Not because we need that money. I thank you because that shows your faith. And that is the whole objective, that we grow in our faith. If you prefer to do it through a text message, you can do it through the number 432-268-0007. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. Well, the topic of today is renegotiation. This is our worship service number 166 since we started the church. For today, December 1st. 2019. Everyone here in the church has already his, his bulletin, and there are good areas for notes there. But of course, for our, our viewers, we want to invite you to download it from the website. You can do that and uh, feel free to do it. Renegotiation. First question Have you ever felt that you are stuck in a relationship? Have you ever felt that you are stuck in a relationship? <laughs> Oof, it's awful, huh? I'm not saying in your current relationships, okay? I'm not saying that, but have you ever felt like that? Well, you know what? Maybe we are not like that, but it's possible that somebody that is watching feels that way, like stuck in a relationship, and you don't know where to go, you know? And it's 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 a horrible feeling. It's a horrible feeling. I get that. But what about those relationships when, when you not just feel stuck, but you feel even threatened? You know, is that they, 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 they caught you doing something wrong. Do you, do you do some things that are wrong sometimes, have you? No, you are, you're angels. I'm the only one doing wrong things here. <laughs> but you know, when, when we get caught sometimes in those relationships, sometimes the person that is in control of that that situation is kind of threatening us. And it's, it's it's a lot of manipulation. So what do we do in those cases, guys? Because it's horrible. It's really horrible. And I want you to know that the good Lord wants you free. The good Lord wants you to be free. He doesn't want you to be stuck, you know. He doesn't want you to feel like, You are done with your life. and That's me, you know. What are you going to do? No. No, 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 no. Because in the Lord Jesus, there is always hope. He always has good things for us. Today, we are going to talk about that. How and what can we do in order to feel free of those things? But the truth of the matter is when when we are in those uh, relationships, sometimes we feel that we changed our mind. We just think, you know what, I'm not sure that this is what I signed up for. I'm not happy with this. Sometimes it's with uh, uh, sentimental relationships, correct? Sometimes it's business relationships. Sometimes it's employment. Different kind of uh, relationships. We just change our mind and we say, you know what, I'm not happy with this, but I really don't know what to do. And unfortunately, we feel tempted to betray. That is the first temptation to just to betray somebody the Pharisees and leaders of Israel one day asked the Lord Jesus teacher tell us which uh, which are the most important important commandments and the Lord Jesus answered love what do you remember the answer love what the Lord your God number one right love the Lord your God with all of your heart with all of your mind with all of your strength you remember that answer But then after that he says. But the second commandment is. Love your neighbor. The same as you love yourself. Do you remember? Okay. So we know the first commandment is to love God. Do you love God? We love God. We fear God. That's why we are here. That's why you are watching. You want to know more about God. We are doing good. And the second thing is you want to be nice to people. Unfortunately. Sometimes we are confused and we think that this verse, love your neighbor the same as you love yourself. Basically, is telling us that we have to be so nice to everybody. No matter what. That we are going to love our neighbors and put up with everybody because it's the second commandment. But people are not reading what the Lord Jesus said. If you read with me, it says, love your neighbor the same, the same as you love yourself. Do you know why people do not respect others? It's because they don't respect themselves. If you know someone that is so disrespectful and you are dealing with someone that is extremely disrespectful, the reason is because this person doesn't respect himself or herself. The Lord Jesus said, love God and love everybody as you love yourself. So the first thing in terms of relationships is our relationship with the Lord God, correct? But the second thing, before you go to a third person, you need to go with your own self. You need to learn to love yourself. But we are so cruel to ourselves. We are so mean to ourselves, right? We go to the mirror and the first thing we are saying is, look at this, look at that, look at that. You know, our mind's telling us all the bad things about ourselves. We are so mean to ourselves and that's not right. We need to be nice to ourselves. You know, even if we are, you know, this or that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But you need to learn to see the good things in yourself in order to love yourself, in order to respect yourself. Then you will be able to love, respect, and appreciate everybody else. Now, we are talking about moments when you feel stuck. So, if you feel stuck in a bad relationship, do not betray anybody. Renegotiate. Do not betray people. You need to learn to renegotiate the terms of your relationships. But I want to give you examples of, in the Bible about people that betrayed others. The first example is Adam and Eve. You remember the deal. Genesis chapter 3. You remember? Here's the Lord God telling them, This is for you guys. This is the garden. You can do, enjoy all that. And one day in chapter 3, verses 8 through 11, the Lord was walking in the garden. The man and the woman heard him and they hid. God said, Where are you? The man said, I heard you walking in the garden and I was afraid. I was naked. God said, who told you that you were naked? Did you eat fruit from that special tree that I told you not to eat? <laughs> and you know, you know what happened, right? Immediately the man started to blame the woman. <laughs> then God said to the man, verse 17, I commanded you not to eat from that tree, but what? You listen to your wife and ate from it. Big, big problem. Now, we know the joke. We know that everyone says, we are stuck the way that we are stuck because of women. You know, the joke is like that. But the truth is, this is just an example, basically, of what we all can do when we are listening to somebody else instead of (coughs) listening to God. Once the Lord tells us what to do, we need to do what he says. Third person, mother, father, spouse, children, boss, supervisor, customer. It doesn't matter. First, we need to do what the Lord says. But Adam and Eve is a perfect example of betrayal. You know the story. The second example I want to give you today is Judas. And there are different guys with the name Judas, but this one is the one that was the betrayer. He betrayed the Lord Jesus. John chapter 12, verse 6, it says, Judas did not really care about the poor. He was a what? A thief. He was the one who kept the money back for the group of followers. He often stole money from the bag. Imagine that. Chapter 13, verses 27 and 30. When Judas took the bread, they are in the dinner time with the Lord Jesus. Satan entered him. Then Judas immediately went out. It was night. So why Satan entered him? Why Judas was possessed by Satan? It's an interesting question. The first thing is, many people say, I don't believe in Satan. I don't believe in hell. Well, if you say that, you don't believe in the Bible. You don't believe in God. No, no, no. I believe in God but I don't believe in Satan. That's, you know, it's fantasy. Well, you don't believe the Bible because the Bible clearly talks about Satan, exists. Now, if you notice in my screen, I will never allow, number one, Satan to have a lower, I mean a capital S because he doesn't deserve it. You know, he's a cockroach, a bug. He's defeated, you know? It's nothing because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't need to be afraid of him. We fear God. We do what is right. We do what he says, and the Lord will protect us. It's like a father. Who of you as a parent, you have a kid. The kid is so nice to you, obedient, respectful, and is there, and you see that there is some danger, and you will just say, let's see how he responds. Would you do that? No. You, hey, 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 what are you doing there? You know, you will defend your, your kids. Same thing is with the Lord. Sure. But why did happen? Because Judas was interested in money. Betrayal many times had to do with money. Interesting, huh? It was money. Okay. In Acts chapter 1, verse 18, it says that Judas was paid money for betraying the Lord Jesus... His money was used to buy him a field. But he fell on his head, his body broke open, and all his intestines poured out. <laughs> oh my God. That was his death. You know? Because he betrayed the Lord Jesus. For money. So, yeah, sometimes you can feel stuck in a relationship, and you feel tempted, but do not betray renegotiate we will talk about it but i need you to see those two examples in the bible now you say well that's true but what about the the, today's world well we know what happens how many times we have heard of a guy who betrayed a wife and then he lost everything a woman who betrayed the husband and then she lost everything employees betraying the company and they lost everything betrayal is always bad but it happens even in the political world. I want you to watch this short video. They couldn't prove the money came from China and didn't know how many secrets Li actually revealed in return. But federal judge T.S. Ellis said it was likely at least some of the money came from the Chinese, so Li must have given them
2: something of value. And former U.S. intelligence officials agreed. That's a devastating loss that takes years and perhaps decades to recover from it. The sentence,
0: 19 years in prison, Jerry Lee is now the third U.S. intelligence official convicted in just the past year of spying for China. Espionage. He was caught. Like everything else, when people are betraying others, they are going to get caught. And then there is a big problem, because we know that betrayal will be punished all the time. So we don't want to go in that direction. However, in the Bible, there are examples of people that change their minds about their deal. You want to hear this example? It's so cool. It's about three guys. Barnabas, Saul, and John Mark. Now, who can tell me what is the name that we know Saul used later? Oh. Who? Oh. Very good, Barbara. Very good. It was Paul. So it's Barnabas, Paul, and John Mark. So the story starts here in chapter 12 of the book of Acts. After Barnabas and Saul finished their work in Jerusalem, they returned to Antioch, taking John Mark with them. 13.5. When Barnabas and Saul came to the city of Salamis, they told the message of God in the Jewish synagogues. John Mark was with them to help. Chapter 13, verse 13. Paul and the people with him sailed away from Paphos. They came to Perga, a city in Pamphylia. There, they're what? John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem. Chapter 15, verses 36 through 38. A few days later, they are back in Jerusalem, right? Paul said to Barnabas, we should go back to all the towns where we preached. We should visit the believers to see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to bring John Mark with them too. But on the first trip, you remember, John Mark did not continue with them in the work. So Paul did not think it was a good idea to take him this time. So he changed his mind. Chapter 15, verses 39 to 41. Paul and Barnabas had a what? Big, argument. big argument. I'm talking a big argument. You know, leaders of the church, preachers, ministers, missionaries, now are in a big argument about this. It was so bad that they separated and went different ways. Barnabas sailed to Cyprus and took Mark with him, and Paul chose Silas to go with him. Paul and Silas went through the countries of Syria and Cilicia. Boom, they changed their minds. Example, you see that. If you feel stuck in a bad relationship, do not betray. Renegotiate. And I want to share with you today four steps to do a good renegotiation regardless what the relationship is, okay? But first, let's go back to Matthew 22:39. 39. Love your neighbor the same as you love yourself. Say with me, please. Love your neighbor the same as you love yourself. You need to learn to love yourself. In your relationships, you know what is happening? Usually, someone is kinder than the other. (laughs) If you are a kind person, if you are a nice person, there are high possibilities that somebody is going to take advantage of you. It happens. Because people that are always taking advantage of others, they, they have good smell for those kind of people, you know. <laughs> they know, you know. In companies, they see a guy new to the company, and he comes earlier. He works hard. He obeys. He respects everything. And and the the ones that are managing the company, they look at this guy and they say, "Oh, great, pray, <laughs> great employee." But they are not thinking. Great employee to develop and see how he grows. No. Unfortunately, the views of the world, they say, great employee, we're going to use this guy. We're going to just, what is the word? Whatever. <laughs> you know, just use him because the employee is, is great. And it happens the other way around. There are employers that are so nice to employees. Companies that offer a lot of benefits. Great pay you know, very conscientious with the employees, kind supervisor, and the, the employees are here. And they see this guy is great, or this, go, this, this girl is great, and they are going to take advantage of him. Oh, I cannot come today because of lie, lie, lie. <laughs> we know that. And relationships is like that. Sentimental relationships is the same thing. You know that. And your family is the same thing. You always see that. Some people love to serve, and they go to get-togethers like we have today here. And there are ones that they just can't wait to, to do something for the rest. And there are ones that they just sit and watch. Let's see what they do for me today. Happens in families. We just have Thanksgiving celebration. You saw it in your family. You know what I'm talking about. So how do we deal with those things? Okay? First step. Think of pros and cons on that relationship that's the first step listen it doesn't matter if it's with employees with co-workers with customers with your relatives the first thing is you need to think of pros and cons and write it down what are the pros and cons in that relationship you know what happens sometimes friends it is so funny sometimes there are many many pros and a couple of cons but because we don't write it we just focus on the cons and we say, no, nah, I don't like this relationship because of this and that. I don't want to work for this company because of this and that. I don't want this girl because of this and that. I don't want this church because of this and that. I don't want this neighborhood because of this. I don't want this uh, because of this and that. And yes, it's true. There are cons. Nothing is perfect. Nobody is perfect. We will find the cons. But what if you write the pros? Because maybe you, what you're not doing, you are not balancing out. Maybe you are not seeing how many pros are in that relationship. Think about it. Write it down. Because if you have a lot of pros in those those relationships and there are some cons, there is the point to start your renegotiation. Because the Lord wants you to be happy. He wants you to overcome the obstacles. And if you are unhappy with some things, He wants you to deal with that and win. All right, here's one thing that the Lord Jesus said. It's so funny when you think about it. Luke 14, 31 through 32. If a king is going to fight against another king, first, he will sit down and plan. If he has only 10,000 men, he will try to decide if he's able to defeat the other king who has 20,000 men. If he thinks he cannot defeat the other king, he will send some men to ask, For peace while the king's army is still far away smart you see you need to think about pros and cons you evaluate your options you just don't jump into a fight just because you are unhappy you need to think about it renegotiate with intelligence think about it write it down it's so important that you write things down you know I invite everybody to, to follow this idea Buy a notebook. Write in that notebook all your ideas, all your plans, your daily devotion. <sighs> Write because when you are just thinking, you will what? Forget. You will forget. I mean, only extremely smart people and very gifted can remember many details. But majority of us, we need help. (laughs) I am one of those. If I don't write it down, I will forget. I know that. I have to put papers in different places in my house, in my office, in my car, to remember things. Take your time evaluating your relationship. Pros and cons. Calculate. Is it worth it to fight for this little thing? Think about it. Now, when you are thinking about pros and cons, there is one thing that you need to take into consideration are those things that are non-negotiable. There are some things that you just say, you know what? Instance, for instance, I would like to work for you, but you know what? I need to have health insurance. I know you are giving me a great deal, but without health insurance, I cannot take care of my own health. What if something happens? For instance, I'm not saying you have to, I'm just giving you an example, non-negotiable. You are negotiating with your spouse certain things and you say, you know what, uh, I can deal with, uh, with another dog, you know, yeah, I can deal with a parrot if you like, but this is my non-negotiable. I want the house clean, okay? Example. There are some things that are non-negotiable, but if you are just thinking about it, uh, please pay attention to what I'm saying. In your relationships, you need to be very, very clear what are those things that are non-negotiable. Simple like that. You said, no, I cannot deal in this relationship with this person if I don't get this. Because that's non-negotiable. It's unnegotiable. I have to have it. Imagine, since we are in church, imagine you, you can deal with the fact that I... Lived the of divorce, like Tracy, and then we got remarried. You can deal with that. But would you deal with the relationship of me flirting with girls anywhere else? No. It's a no <laughs> negotiation. You won't. You see what I'm saying? In, in every area of your life, you can deal with certain imperfections. You can deal with certain things. But there are some things that you cannot. Right. Speaking about church again. What about things that are anti-biblical in terms of sex-oriented individuals? What will I do as a pastor? Well, I know what the, the Bible talks about. It. You know, the Lord made, made bulls and cows. <laughs> Adam and Eve. Can you imagine two, two, uh, <laughs> uh, two bulls playing with each other? Oh. Move, move, yeah. Have you seen that? No? You haven't? Okay. Do we love individuals in that category? Yeah, we do. Why do we love them? Because they are God's creation. But we know what is the right thing to do. Correct? And some people just can't stand that because Christian churches, the true ones, we are not going to put up with that. I mean, we love them but there has to be a change. That's right. What about drugs? What about drugs? Are we going to tolerate that in our homes? No. Children getting high in the room, will you tolerate that? Nope. I mean, this is not California. <laughs> there are some things, guys, that are non-negotiable, and you just can't negotiate. You say, no. you know what? No, 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 no. We are not going to put up with certain things. Simple. Business relationship, the, thing, the same thing. You can deal with your employers, your customers, different things, but you will say, yeah, but Friday, listen, Friday I want my check. Well, the thing is, no, 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 no. I'm going to do everything I need to do, but Friday I need the check. Do you understand me, sir? With all respect that I have to pay my rent. In all your relationships, you need to see what is negotiable and what is not. But you are the only one who makes that decision in all your relationships. Now, the problem is that there are people that are very unfair. Look, Genesis 29:15. One day Laban said to Jacob, you are a relative of mine. It is not right for you to continue working for me without pay. What should I pay you? Because it happens sometimes. We are so nice to certain people, they forget to pay us. No, we, you have to do that. You need to establish what is what you want. What is what you want in your relationship? In that relationship that you feel is stuck, what is what you are not getting and you want? You make that decision. Now, look how funny people negotiate. Proverbs twenty fourteen. When buying something, people always say, it is not good. It costs too much. Then they go away and tell others what a good deal that they got. <laughs> you are negotiating with somebody, and that person will say, yeah, I like it, but, uh, yeah, I would like to hire you, but, uh, because there are people that they are mean to negotiate with you. But when they get the deal and you are gone, they say, ah, oh, look what I did. I, I am very smart. Is what people say. So you need to love yourself, you see? You need to respect yourself. You need to know how much you are worth, how how much you you are valuable to negotiate right. You need to know what you want. And what you need to know in that regard, there are two things. First thing is, what is the minimum you will take? In relationships, husband, wife, or boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, stuff like that, it's true. Money is not going to make us happier, you know? But uh, the girl says, you know what? Uh, OK. I can live anywhere. I don't need a mansion. But at least I need a place to live. I'm not going to be in, in the car, sleeping night after night after night. You know, Give me a place to live. And we need AC, heating, food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What is the minimum that you will take? Minimum and what could be ideal tell the person that you are renegotiating. What will be the ideal the deal that you will be happy You are being interviewed in a new company. They ask you how much would you like? What is the dumb answer? How much do you pay? (laughs) It's a dumb answer How much would you like well, I would like uh, 150,000 a year why you cannot answer that question? Answer it. That would be ideal. Well, we cannot give you 150000 but we can offer you this. Is that your minimum? Renegotiate with intelligence, my friends. Question, do you think that God loses? Why? Well, because he's God. You will say, yeah, but what is the main reason? Because he's smart. He negotiates with intelligence. Now, he is your father. Is he? Is he? So, if you were a smart father, what kind of children would you like to have? Dumb or smart? Okay. Here is God. He's smart. He wants his children to be what? Smart. 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 Learn to renegotiate. You aren't happy in that relationship? Whatever the relationship is, think about it. Write it. Study, analyze what is what you are, you are willing to do and what is the minimum and what is the ideal thing to get. All right, important thing when you are renegotiating to discuss things with calm. Yes, we get excited sometimes in our discussions. I get that, but you have to discuss with calm. You need to control yourself. Listen, Proverbs seventeen fourteen. The start of an argument is like a small leak in a dam. Stop it before a big fight breaks out. When you are renegotiating and you know that some people just can't stand the negotiation because you are going to get something from that relationship, they're going to freak out. And unfortunately there are people that are they are just awful to discuss anything with. They immediately start storming and yelling and throwing things in the air, you're looking at me like, well, Gian, I have never seen something like that before. <laughs> Some people are very temperamental. They have an issue. They lose their temper. So when you are in the midst of any discussion and you see something like that, what is what you do? You use two hands and you go, Time out, time out. We are going to revisit in 20 minutes and tomorrow, next week, Just and you walk away. That's what this proverb says. If you see that the temperature of the water is too hot, don't keep using this though. Colossians 4, 6. When you talk, you should always be kind and wise. Then you will be able to answer everyone in the way you should. Because when you, are, you, when you are negotiating, even if you want something from the other person, you need to be nice to tell that person what is what you want, what is what you expect. Imagine the Lord God comes to talk to us in person directly here, and he is here standing next to me. and He says, okay, Gian, what is what you want? And I said, Lord, ah." Uh, uh, you know what, I, I always have dreamed to, to go to Europe, you know, <laughs> but you know what, forget about it, <laughs> he would just be here like, you are dumb, Gianna. you are dumb, <laughs> you just lost it, I was about to give you the trip, but with your temper, with your reactions, you are so dumb, Second scenario, the Lord is here. What do you want, yeah. Lord, uh, you know, I would love to go to Europe next year. I really would like to do that. Can you afford it? Not really. That's why I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. Be kind when you are negotiating. Can I have an allowance? Laugh? <laughs> <laughs> James 1.19, always be more willing to listen than to speak. Keep control of your anger. When you are renegotiating, the the best thing you can do, I already told you, write your points. Prepare for the battle. Okay? But once you are there, listen. You have to listen what is what the other person wants. Because if you don't listen to what the other person wants, you know, you are not going to succeed. You know, there is a beautiful book written by two Jews, graduated from Harvard with a PhD in something. And the book talks about how you can negotiate without giving up or giving in. And you know what is the whole point of that book? That I recommend you to research, and I can't remember the name. One day. But the main point of that book is, when you are negotiating with somebody, find out what is what the other person wants. So you have to listen. If you find out what is the other person wants, you have higher possibilities to get what you want. Third step, go slowly through the points of your new contract. That's why you have to written down have everything written down. You go slowly. My points are this. This is what I want. This is what I would like. This will be ideal. This is the minimum. I need you to stop doing that. I need you to start doing this, etc. You go slowly. But the problem is sometimes we face negotiations with people that are super super difficult to deal with. And especially when it's business there are people that are very difficult you know some people and they are especially they have money they have power it is very difficult but also there are family situations are there are funny but they are it's interesting is sometimes it's a woman is argumentative and loud and cries and, you know, you see all kind of reactions. And you just think, I don't know if I have to tell her about this. You know, I would like to tell her about it. But listen to this. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. The Spirit of God gave us does not make us, what? Afraid. His Spirit is a source of power and love and self-control. You can do that. You can do that. The Lord will guide you, give you the strength. To negotiate the right way. He can do that to you. And fourth, if needed, use a third party. Sometimes it's just impossible. And as a pastor, I have been called many times to be there between person A and person B. (laughs) Because they, they cannot talk peacefully between the two of them. They need somebody else. Uh, Please, don't take it that I want to be there, you know, listening to your deals, because honestly, I don't want to. But if you need me to, I'll be there. But if you need a third person to help you deal with certain people, certain things, do it. It's important. Proverbs 14, 29, a a patient person is very smart. A quick-tempered person makes what? Stupid Stupid mistakes. And how many times we have seen beautiful couples, you know, they are perfect one for the other, but one has an issue with temper, (laughs) right? And just makes what? Stupid mistakes because can't keep calm. But if you have a third person there, when this boiling water kind of person is there with a third person, it's going to be, Better, better. With many advisors, your plans will succeed. When you go to negotiate, talk to other people. Try to understand what's going on there. What's in the market? What's, what's wrong in your relationship with your spouse or your significant other, whatever? So after all that, and you think, my goodness, I am really stuck in this relationship. I don't know even where to start. So we are just like this guy in the picture, just looking at heaven. Oh, Lord, would you help me? (laughs) Would you help me, Lord? Because I'm really in trouble. I need your help. And he will help you. He will help you. Because he wants to bless you. My friend, out of all the relationships... The number one relationship that you should pay more attention is your relationship with God. If you are not okay with the Lord, listen, all your deals are going to go down. Get things right with the Lord. Pray with me. The prayer is on the screen. Dear God, you are merciful, Lord God. Please forgive me for all my sins. I am so sorry, Lord. I need you in my life. I don't want to live without you as my God. I know that Jesus paid the price for my salvation. I open my heart to you, Lord. Please help me, Lord, to love you with all of my heart. In the name of Jesus, I surrender to you. When you surrender to the good Lord, you know things are going to get better for you. And when things are better, you just love the idea of being with the Lord. More and more. Can we all declare this? I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019 and 2020. Thank you for coming up to church. Receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The peace of God with you. Have a beautiful Sunday. Let's enjoy our lunch here in the church. We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.